there and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Jess Todd. Jess and I will be discussing how we, like so many who have gone before us, have actually been invited into God's story. We have a specific role to play. And then we'll talk about how this season provides incredible opportunities for us to bring our children along into his story as well. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right into my conversation with Jess Todd. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. This is a very special treat for me because I get to welcome a young lady to the program who actually was in our youth group when David and I were first married. And so we really got to grow up along with Jess um, and see her grow up. We've taken her on trips with us when our kids were little. And so to be able to minister alongside of her is a joy that is hard to express. So um, I want you to join me in welcoming Jess Todd to the program today. Jess is the officer, or I'm sorry, the wife of a police officer, but she also is a former children's director. She is the mom of two. She is a director of a classical conversations program in Georgia. Um, And she also works with us now at Teach Them Diligently, uh, just to try to reach as many moms and dads with uh, the encouragement and the the resources that we're trying to do here. So Jess, welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. Thanks, Leslie. I am so thrilled to be here. Can you tell us, I gave kind of the overview uh, of who you are, but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family and kind of what the Lord uh, is doing in your life there? Absolutely. So um, about a year ago, we finally bought a farm that was a dream of my husband. So we're, I'm also a farmer, which I never thought <laughs> I would be. <laughs> but I it, left that out. <laughs> yes, but it is definitely the perfect environment to raise and homeschool our kids. Um, so we have been homeschooling for three years now. I absolutely love it. Like you said, I'm a director of Classical Conversations and our children are just thriving in that program, um, the community which has been so needed this past year. I cannot imagine walking through 2020 without my people in my tribe. Mm -hmm. So um, God's been doing a lot in our family of just continuing to show us what it means to walk in him in obedience. So yeah, God's been doing a lot. Well, that is awesome. And I know you and I were talking over the last couple of days about you know, just Christmas and really approaching the season this year um, in a very redemptive way. I know it's everything is so upside down in the world that we were actually talking on a Real Moms of uh, Teach Them Diligently 365 call yesterday. If we're not super intentional about the way that we approach our days, we could literally lose this whole season just in the chaos and unusualness of what's going on and just not wanting to allow that to happen. So I wanted to talk to you and bring you in because I know that the Lord has laid on your heart and has kind of been teaching you some things in this vein as a mom of two young children. Um, So I wanted you to share just, you know, what, what has the Lord been teaching you as a mom of two littles, younger ones about redeeming this season? Absolutely, Leslie. And something I can remember um, babysitting your little ones and going on trips with you when I was younger is you and David have I can remember y'all were so intentional with your kids and you were always looking for opportunities to point them to Christ. So as a young mom, thank you for being that example to me. But that is something that I have really 
um, God has really called me into in this Christmas season is to be intentional because exactly what you said, if we're not intentional, we're going to lose the moments. And as I've just been sitting with the Lord, especially the past couple months of the chaos <laughs> that is um, 2020, we realize how all consuming that can be when we don't have our focus on Jesus. And in Jesus, there is no chaos. <laughs> so um, something that God has just been showing me the past couple months is just the story of Christmas. And I was raised, as you mentioned, in church, was very knowledgeable in the, in the Bible stories and all the different things. Went to summer camp, worked at summer camp. But there's so much that as an adult, I'm putting pieces together that I didn't realize just as I've grown more in the Lord. And so one thing is to remember is that we have all been invited into God's story. And something that's so amazing is that the story of Jesus did not start in Luke 2 with his birth. The story of Jesus started in Genesis and we can go back and see how God is just calling out, especially in this season with the world as it is and inviting us to be a part of his big story that he is still telling today. But all of these stories throughout the Bible are all pointing to the Messiah, to the coming of Jesus. And um, I look at different women in the Bible, especially I think of Rahab as a woman with a past and how most people in that culture would have looked at her and said, God, no, why, why are you choosing yeah. to use her? But then we know the story further on and that she becomes the mother of Boaz, right? And yes. through Boaz, we get to Ruth, who is a Moabite, who they were not meant to, you know, marry um, Moabites, but yet God called Ruth to her despite her culture and despite her heritage, I guess you could say. Hmm. And she was not an Israelite, but became the great grandmother of King David. And then we moved to Ruth. Uh, we talked about Ruth, but Esther, who I love to look at as the quiet warrior. I just picture Ruth as this woman with just such peace around her because Yet again, the culture of that day, you do not approach the king, right, as a woman or yep. have any power as a woman. But because of her obedience, she rescued her people with, uh, you know, she helped God and rescued the Israelites um, from the plan against them. But then we go to the Christmas season and you can't not mention Mary, right? She was chosen, chosen of God, favored to be the mother of Jesus, and as we read in Luke 1, we see how the angel comes to her, the angel comforts her, because we know, according to that culture, that she was young. I mean, she was probably 14 is the average number that a lot of people can agree on. But still, an angel showing up is not something that you expect every day. And no. <laughs> exactly. And how the angel was so gentle with her and just said, do not be afraid. And even in her questioning of saying, how can this be? Um, the angel reminds her that nothing is impossible with God and it not knowing the game plan. She didn't know. And for me, um, which I know you know this about me, but I am definitely a type A. I love to know all the answers and have the game plan. 
But when I look back at the women that God invited to be part of his story, none of these women had the game plan. They didn't have, Rahab didn't know, you know, that she would eventually marry one of the spies and eventually give birth to Boaz and what would become of that and God's redemptive work in her life or Ruth, when she chose to go with Naomi, she didn't know the end game. And as I look at that, I'm reminded that it's kind of hard to have faith and trust when you know the details. Yeah. Well, another thing, before you go even on, there are so many things that God asks us to do. And, you know, this is whether you're a mom, a dad, you know, whatever, but there are so many things that God asks us to do that quite honestly, if we knew all the details, we probably wouldn't step out anyway. Absolutely. Um, if we knew <laughs> the pits and the valleys and the the hard climbs and all mm-hmm. of these different things, I think that, that God understands our frailty. And that yes. is one of the main reasons why not only does he say, draw near and trust me without this, but he yeah. also knows if I gave you this, there's no way you'd follow me. So, oh, yes. um, so the Bible says that we're just dust, you know, the Bible yeah. says that and God remembers that we are just dust. So yeah, absolutely. So we get that privilege but I love that. Of just day yes. by day walking. Yes. I love that. Um, and I look at that as this obedience over understanding is mm. what we have to have. And as I see this, we look at these women and know that they had obedience over understanding. And just as God invited Mary to be part of his story, you know, she had to have known the law. I'm assuming if she knew to trust God enough, but she also knew the heart of the father to say Mm -hmm. yes and had to have known the stories maybe of how God had provided all along the way, the stories, which is a lot of what teach them diligently is. That's where the verse comes from of teaching your children over and over the miracles and the goodness of God. Um, And even in the hard times, I look at um, how Tim Tebow spoke at our conference last year, and he did such a great job of reminding homeschool families of, what, why we do what we do and the reward that comes with that. And one of the quotes that I have from him that I go back to so often is that God will never waste your pain. I Hmm. love that. And it says, Hmm. we don't have hope in the perfect solution. We have hope in the perfect person. And I think so often we look for our hope in a perfect solution, especially right now with how the world is, is we're wishing things were a certain way, being able to have the traditions that we normally do. And instead of focusing on the things that we can't control, we're, we need to turn our focus a little bit into the things that we can control or that we can influence. And yeah. now is a wonderful time to be pointing our kids to Jesus, to be doing the sweet traditions of the Jesse tree or to be reading the Christmas story, whatever that looks like for your family. Um, But he goes on to say, he said, why can I cast my burden on Jesus? Because he loved me enough to go to the cross. And that's how I know he can handle it. (laughs) So we, you know, we love Tim Tebow and just his, um, his testimony that he has, 
But I think a lot of parents can definitely register with the influence over control. Yeah. And right now we have such an influence with our kids to point them to Jesus, especially, I mean, the doors are wide open right now in their little hearts, but also um, a lot of things are having to slow down in a lot of states and countries across the world that these are the intentional moments of carving out time and yeah. knowing that our children have also been invited into God's story. And we well, get exactly. And, and a couple of things that, you know, that make assumes that, you know, recognizing that we're invited into God's story assumes that we're going to draw near to him. You're going to spend that yeah. time. If you're going to be intentional in trying to point your children to Jesus and trying to teach them and give them a solid foundation for their faith, which we should be doing day in and day out, that starts with mom and dad drawing yeah. near to Jesus deep diving into his word, growing nearer to him, learning more about him, because that is going to naturally overflow in your conversation. That is going to naturally overflow in the way that you walk and you talk. And your children are going to see your faith on display. They're going to see your confidence in the Lord through shaky times. They're going to see your attitude change about things so that, um, you know, my kids are older now. So if I don't like something and I have a bad attitude about it. I'm called salty all the time, <laughs> but I can't, I can't allow myself to be salty around my house all the time. Why? And that You're really, <laughs> that, that is a, um, that's an attitude shift that we have to make. Mm-hmm. And that comes by, by recognizing who Jesus is, recognizing the power that he has not only over us and our circumstances, but over all of the world. Yes. I was just reading, I was reading recently in Revelation because seems like the time to do it. And um, but but as I was as I was reading it, you see in early on, you see John just weeping. Things are so bad. Things are so wrong. Who is worthy to to who can fix this? Who is worthy to open the scrolls? And they the the host of heaven says there is one that is worthy. And in this mm-hmm. crazy, chaotic time, we cannot lose sight of the fact that there is one who is worthy. There is one who is still on the throne. There is one that we are celebrating right now who, you know, I, I marvel every time. Time that I come to the that verse in John, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. How miraculous is that? And are we passing on to our children the wonder of the fact that the God of creation loved us so much that like Jess said a few minutes ago, he became flesh. He came to die for us. Tim Tebow mentioned he went to the cross for us. Um, this is this is a miraculous thing, but then knowing despite all of the crazy that's going on in the world today, despite the uncertainty about elections or viruses or, you know, stability of nations, all of those things, we know that there is coming a day when every knee will bow and every tongue can, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Absolutely. And we know him now and we have the opportunity to pass that faith on to our children Um but but my encouragement for you today, as I'm sure Jess's would be, is is really, really solidify your personal relationship with him so that you can pass that on. Absolutely. And I second everything that you said, because I once heard um, through ministry is more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when our children wake up in the morning and see us just reading the Bible or spending moments in prayer, or we have to say, give mommy or daddy 
10 more minutes, like I'm with Jesus right now. Um, they're going to see that. And they're also going to see our attitude towards things as well. I think what you said is spot on because um, we have such an opportunity. And it's so funny because I feel like a lot of parents don't realize their authority in Jesus. Yeah. Like you have such authority. The Holy Spirit is living in you if you're a follower of Jesus and you have authority to pour into your children and to teach them of his goodness and his mercy and his love. And what better time than now to do that? Well, exactly. And even back to your your point just a second ago about, you know, having telling your children, give mommy just 10 more minutes or whatever. Those times when your kids are young, I get asked this all the time. How on earth do you have devotions with little kids? And the fact of the matter is when my children were young, when Jess was babysitting for us and they were little, <laughs> little, um, they would often interfere in my space while I was doing my devotions, but they knew that I was doing it. And now as a mom of a 21 year old, a 19 year old, 17, 14, I can look back in those old journals and I see scribbles and I see reminders of the fact that they were sitting at my feet. They knew that they needed to be quiet, but they were little. And so they weren't always, but they were there and they were, they were taking that in. And now I just took my 17 year old to work a little bit ago, an hour or two ago. And she was talking to me about her devotions. It is, they have only seen modeled for them through their whole lives that you get up and you have your devotions every morning, both David and I have done that. And so to them, that's what Christians do. And I think that we miss we miss what we are passing on just through the faithful, daily, unspoken. You know, I'm, I'm not making a production out of the fact that I'm having my devotions, but right, they see yeah. it. And, and then they start to mimic it and they start to model it. And, you know, we talked about it at our at our breakfast table and we shared what we were learning all through the years. And um, there is so much that you're passing on. And in this season in particular, we have so many opportunities. Um, Jess mentioned a minute ago, the Jesse tree. We do a tree with, you know, the names of Jesus and we just celebrate a name and a quality of Jesus and adore him for it every night. Um, I've written about that. I'll, I'll attach that um, devotional that I wrote to go with those, those ornaments. Um, we bought beautiful ones years ago. They don't sell them anymore, but your family could make your own, uh, which would be fun too. Um, but I'll, we'll attach that to the show notes, but these are just really great ways during this Christmas season to capitalize on these discipleship opportunities that we're given. Absolutely. There are so many resources and, um, they're out there and teach them diligently has done a great job of providing those as well. So we'll definitely link those in the show notes. Yep. Yep. Well, Jess, I want to actually come back on Thursday and, and kind of take this conversation a little bit farther. We're running out of time to start into another segment right now. So we'll just stop it right here and come back on Thursday and talk about the fact that we have a story to tell and give some really practical ideas for moms and dads uh, for how to, to really introduce you know, the, the ministry of this season, both to their children and and with their children, but also, I guess, engaging their kids in the mission of reaching out and telling other people about Jesus at this time. So I think uh, we'll just come back on Thursday and have a little bit more of a conversation about that, if that's okay with you. That sounds great. I can't wait. Good deal. Well, everybody else have a great rest of your afternoon and we will talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. 
We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within his families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.